Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardy from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hi there, welcome back to the show. So glad to have you. If you came here to learn how to create the best possible life for yourself by releasing the blocks that are holding you back and creating a rock solid belief in yourself, you came to the right place. Today we're talking about one of my favorite yet probably most controversial topics, money mindset. Yes, money and wealth, just like everything else in life, is all about mindset. I'm gonna show you how and why that is and how you can use this concept in your favor because you deserve it, I promise you that. But little life update first. So I had quite a week. It was like a meltdown week for me. Um, I just was super overwhelmed at work. You know, I, I let the stress um, overcome me and just have been super busy with long hours, long commutes. Um, I'm sure you guys can relate to that. But Monday, you know, I broke down and I, I cried on my way home from work. And I wanted to share this with you guys because I promise not to make my brand a highlight reel and I'm going to share with you guys, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, every part of it because, you know, my life's not perfect. No one's life is perfect. And I think it's really important to showcase that. So I, I shared this on my Instagram story. You, you maybe have seen it, but um, if you're not following along, head over to Instagram and follow me at candid.confidence. Um, dropping wisdom drops there and lots of um, content. So I was sharing basically the message that, you know, don't let, don't hold in your tears, like let the tears out. Sure. If you're in a meeting with your boss or if you're, you know, in a, in a corporate meeting of some type, like, yeah, don't, you don't need to cry in front of everyone. But when you're by yourself, like stealing a few minutes of time that you can like, let that out. Don't hold those feelings in because Crying is just releasing the negative energy in its physical form, right? So it's a great form of release. And that's always the first step to, to us feeling better and making improvements. So yeah, I totally had a meltdown. Um, and the message from there really was just, you know, let it out, let it out, talk to someone, journal it out, cry it out, and then pick yourself back up. Because what used to happen with me so often, um, I used to have a lot of a lot of bad days after work, you know? I used to not really know how to handle my stress and I would be crying on my way home or come home and be upset. And the easier thing to do, right, is to just like have a shitty night and just like let yourself be like, okay, I'm just gonna mope around tonight and just like lay on the couch and just feel sorry for myself. My, you know, what has helped me so much is just like pick yourself up one little bit at a time. Like what is one step of the staircase you can climb up just a little bit so you're not like forcing happiness, but just get yourself into a little bit of a better mood because we don't wanna waste a single day or a single evening on this planet. We're not promised anything but the moment we have right now. So take a little step, then take another little step. And you know, an example of, of a little step might be, you know, go on a five minute walk. If you can go for a walk longer, great. If you can do some yoga or other exercise, but Get your body moving, move that energy around in your body. That can be a great form of release and it can get you feeling better fast. So let yourself release the feelings and then don't let yourself have like a total shit day. You know, especially if it's like that stress from work, 
we've got to let that roll off, um, learning how to do that and just, you know, absorb and, and be happy for the moments we have and being grateful for the rest of the day. So, okay, let's talk about money mindset. What the heck is money mindset? If you think about it, we all have beliefs around money, a set of beliefs. And typically these are ingrained in us from a super young age, around five years old when we're a sponge for information. And these are typically the beliefs we inherit from our family and our environment at that super young age. So think watching your parents, you know, how they treated paying bills. Were they working maybe multiple jobs? Maybe they were talking a lot about not being wasteful with money or maybe they were talking about rich people and making some type of, of judgment essentially and saying like that they're different in some way, you know, making that a really big deal. So we develop these beliefs at this young age, which interesting too is that that's the same time frame we're developing our work ethic. Typically it's developed by the age of five years old. So it's a crucial time period in our lives. And we have these beliefs and then they're further developed over the course of our young lives. And for most people, they don't ever change. The beliefs stay the same. Have you ever heard the statistic that typically we make, we earn within 10% of what our closest friends and family make? Similarly, the concept of, you know, we're, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time around. We've all heard that one, right? And why is that? It's because they influence us. We're influenced by our environment. Those people are influencing our lifestyle, our dreams, our goals, our desires, our belief system. Essentially, that's how we determine, you know, what's really possible for us. Similarly, you know, is the concept that we typically earn around the same amount of money as our parents. That's very a very true statistic. It's essentially the same thing as the, the cycle of poverty. People who grow up in poverty often end up in the same situation their entire lives. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. We all know that to be true. But the same thing happens on the other side of the coin with people who are born into affluent families. And part of this is because of opportunity, right? Being raised, you know, essentially in a way that would make going to college easier, for example. Um, but a lot of it also has to do with mindset. And that is where I come in. So we're developing these beliefs, right? Deep subconscious beliefs. For me, you know, I'll give some of my, my personal story growing up. Um, you know, I saw my parents work extremely hard and yet we struggled financially. And I overheard a lot of things like wealth distribution that, you know, wealthy people, they weren't exactly, you know, we didn't really shine like a super positive light on them growing up in my household. There was definitely like a clear distinction that like, you know, wealthy people, rich people, weren't as um, noble, I guess. And the, the, essentially the concept was, was thrown around that they sh that wealthy people should just distribute all their money to the poor and that they should be taxed higher, things like that. Um, I can remember that money was correlated with greed. And what do all of these things mean to the five-year-old's brain? Money is bad. Money and wealth was bad kind of a strange mixture if you think about it. Money is bad. People who, you know, quote, hoard lots of money um, by extravagant houses and things like that instead of just giving it all to the poor are selfish. But then on the other side of the coin, there was a lot of struggle around money. A lot of time spent talking about money, a lot of negative emotions and energy regarding money, essentially not having enough, lack, all of that. 
And I'm sure you can relate because, you know, this is super common and maybe this wasn't the situation for you, but you probably know people who were in that situation. And my parents certainly did not invent this. They just passed along the belief system that they knew to pass along. They're amazing people. They work extremely hard. Um, but we all have a belief, beliefs deep in our subconscious and most of us never even know to challenge that. But it's interesting because there's such a stigma around wealth and money. It's like this crazy thing that nobody wants to talk about or everyone is constantly talking about actually. Um, but you know, people like me grow up with kind of a limited mindset around money, right? People who grew up in a household where there was a lot of negative energy around money. I knew I'd go to college and have a career, right? Like I think like, you know, middle school, high school, like I knew that I would, I would do those things. And I had an idea of, you know, I had a certain idea of what a lot of money was to me. And looking back, that's not, you know, the same as it is, is now currently um, after graduating and getting into the real world and climbing the corporate ladder. But I remember having an idea of what, you know, financially stable would be. So what exactly does a mindset like that create in our lives? And why should we even be talking about this? Because just like any other mindset or belief system, we can change this. We have that power. And it can create major changes for you in your life if you work on this concept. An interesting thing that literally blew my mind when I first heard it in regards to money mindset was the idea of upper and lower limits. And I, I had never heard this before, so maybe this will blow your mind if you've never heard this concept. It's so, it's so freaking true and real. Um, I literally opened my eyes so much when I heard this. So here's the idea. We all have an upper limit of how much money we believe is possible for us to make realistically. And then we have a lower limit of the minimum amount of money we can imagine making. So for example, like when I came out of college, I made right around $40,000 a year starting off, which is, I think probably a little on the higher end, but, but pretty average probably here, here in the US, um, coming out of a four-year bachelor's degree. That quickly became my new absolute bare minimum. I couldn't imagine making less, right? Uh, even though I obviously made way less than that in college, but graduating, having rent, having student loans, having health insurance, car insurance, everything, there wasn't much left. So my lower limit was kind of like, okay, if I, if I lost my job and I was in between getting another one with, with my degree, I would just have to waitress or nanny and make, you know, 20 bucks an hour and do overtime and do whatever the fuck I had to do because I had to make that amount of money or else I couldn't pay my rent. I like, I literally had to pay my bills. That was my absolute lower, like lowest minimum. But then I also had an upper limit, of course, just like we all do. At the time it was maybe 80, 90 grand a year. That's what I thought at the time was, you know, what I should shoot for realistically, like down the road. Um, that was kind of the goal. That was what I thought was realistic. That's what, that was what I thought at the time was, you know, um, the realistic upper limit for me, I guess. And it's interesting. I, I kind of want you to think about this in your own life. You know, what's the absolute lowest amount of money you could ever earn? you probably are not gonna let yourself be homeless, right? You know you would do something to get yourself a certain amount of money that you need to pay your bills and like live in the house or the apartment that you currently live in, right? You have a lower limit. And then you have an upper limit, 
what's realistic to you? What do you believe you can earn? What's, what's like the number that you're like, yeah, this is possible. Um, that, that you realistically believe that you're going to earn. And maybe it's based on your current career path or field. Maybe it's based on a totally different path you could see yourself taking, but it's important to think about what that number really is for you. Within the realm of, of this money mindset topic, without any additional work in this area or expansion on this, without continuing to learn about this and growing your money mindset, most likely you'll stay within those limits. Like you will end up staying in those limits. And think about people that grow up in the, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you know, um, people that have extreme wealth. They probably can't imagine living off of, you know, $40,000 a year, right? Because they've established a certain lifestyle and lifestyles become normal to us very quickly. And then imagining going backwards from that is, is not really something we would want to do. So we have a different um, lower limit, you know, and then the people who live in extreme poverty, they have a different lower limit as well. And it's important to think about, you know, the cycle of poverty in this situation, you know, why is that existing? If we don't believe an amount of money, a type of career, a type of life is possible or probable for us, we're not going to, we're not going to move ourselves towards it. We're just not. We don't really go after things we don't believe are possible. We have too strong of an ego that's telling us we're, you know, we're not going to make it or all the different reasons why we could fail. So therefore, our entire system of gaining success in any area should be based on building up our confidence, our belief in making it possible. In the last episode about affirmations, I talked about the I am statements that we think and believe consciously or not. These statements are kind of like our foundation for how we believe the world works. The foundation for who we believe we are, what type of life we're going to have, they're of utmost importance. If you want to cultivate change in your life, you've got to closely examine what those statements are. You've got to commit yourself to doing the work of catching yourself when these, those I am statements are negative. Let's look at some of the common ones that lead to a negative money mindset or similarly a lack mindset or a lack mentality. Essentially, that's what we're looking to stay away from is thoughts of lack. Thoughts of there isn't enough to go around. Thoughts of, oh shit, I better save it all because it might run out or I don't want to waste it or are people going to judge me if I spend this lavishly, if I buy this car, if I buy this purse, are people going to judge me? So the I am statements, here's one, <laughs> like we have to erase these from our vocabulary immediately. I can't even like talking about them like hurts, but here's one I used to say constantly before I learned about money mindset. I am cheap. I'm cheap. I'm cheap. It's who I am. I actually used to say that every fucking day. And what's so crazy is I actually thought it was a good thing. Why? Because I was raised to believe it was a good thing. Because my parents' parents probably taught them it was a good thing. I mean, my grandparents, probably like many of yours, lived through the Great Depression. And that developed some very strong mindsets around money. Right? Why is it dangerous, though, to believe I am cheap? What message does this send to my subconscious mind? Essentially, it's sending the message that I have to worry and stress about spending. At least that's the emotion that went along with this belief for me. 
I literally had anxiety, anxiety tingling in my chest when I spent money. It didn't matter how little. Basically, I was battling a deep-rooted feeling of there isn't enough. Money is limited. There isn't enough to go around. What if it all runs out? So what are some other beliefs to go along with this one? I am broke. <laughs> I am broke. I am poor. Remember, these I am statements are declarations to our subconscious of who we are. It takes them literally. We are not poor, broke, or cheap. We are not defined by what is in our wallet. We're not defined by that. But we do try to draw that comparison, don't we? So we would think by teaching our mind how broke we are, it would lead us into making more money, right? Wrong. So wrong. This is what I didn't understand before when I used to run around saying those, those negative I am statements. Our mind just brings us to the situations we believe are there. It draws them into our energy field. It points them out to us. If we believe we're poor, broke, and cheap, guess what we're attracting more of into our lives? More lack. Yes. Are we going to be taking big steps and risks in our career and financial investments and stepping out of our comfort zone um, when we have a deep belief of lack? Or are we going to stay right where we are, stuck in our comfort zone? Because we don't really believe there's more out there anyways, not for us. And our vibration is created by our emotions and our energy. And if that consists of lack, we're vibrating at that low vibe level of lack. The only way to start attracting abundance into our lives is to start switching around our mindset into one of abundance. Whoa, 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 Leah, I get it. You like luxury and travel and hot tubbing, but isn't that wrong? Isn't it wrong to want more money? Isn't it noble to be poor and greedy to be rich? Is it? Is it noble to have a reason to be stressed out and anxious? Because that's what lack gives us. Is it noble to allow ourselves to live a life stressing around money? Should we really expect all of the rich people to just give all their extra money to the poor so everyone can have the same amount of money? Let's examine that belief. Everyone wants to win the lottery, right? Hit it big, buy a mansion, never work again. The American dream, right? Until you examine the cold hard fact, and this is fucking mind-blowing, you guys. The cold hard fact that 70% of people who win the lottery, who hit it big, end up completely fucking broke. They lose it all. Really? I mean, I could see some people winning the lottery and blowing it all. Sure, like that makes sense. But 70%? How is that possible? You've probably also heard about People who land, you know, after spending their entire life, you know, playing football or working their ass off in, in sports, finally landing a spot on a professional sports team, making, you know, a lot of money for a couple years, and then they end up completely fucking broke too. Why? Why does this happen so, so, so frequently? It all goes down to wealth consciousness. Being handed a big fat sack of money all at once, you know, completely jumping your upper, like you had an upper limit of, you know, maybe a hundred grand and now you have $1.5 million without adjusting your upper limit. What does that mean? 
So you have a lack mindset, right? Living a life believing you're poor, broken, cheap, but wishing for all this money because secretly we all want wealth, right? Why the fuck wouldn't we? We want to at least be comfortable and not stress about money. But when your belief system is something different and deep, deep, deep down in your subconscious, you've been told that money is wrong, greed is wrong, and rich people suck, and you feel icky, low vibe feelings of judgment and hate when you think about or interact with rich people, you're repelling money. In other words, it's self-sabotaging. So being handed that 1.5 million when your subconscious mind makes 95% of your decisions for you and believes you shouldn't have money because it is programmed that you are poor, broken, cheap, guess what it's gonna do? Because it makes those decisions. Yeah, it's gonna lose it all. It's gonna repel you from holding on to that wealth because it's, it believes, no, this isn't, this isn't right. We're not programmed for this. This isn't right. You've also probably heard stories of wealthy people who lose it all and then they gain it back in some mysterious way. Same concept. They have a high upper limit. They believe wealth is theirs. So they will attract it back to themselves. Their I am statements, their statements in their subconscious mind are completely the opposite. Mind blowing stuff, right? So what do we need to do with it? Should we just shout affirmations from the rooftops and wait for hundred dollar bills to appear on our kitchen table? No, <laughs> but we do need to do affirmations, guys. Affirmations along with other inner work practices can change our money mindset, help you create a mindset of wealth, and help you release your old money beliefs about lack. Then you'll start taking the inspired action that you now receive. You're going to be guided in a completely different direction. Think about an investment opportunity. A lack mindset person is a lot less likely to take advantage, right? And then the cycle repeats itself. They end up right back where they've been. You'll be blown away by what doors you suddenly see open for you if you just believe. If you just can get yourself to believe there's more out there for you, you will see opportunities that you did not see before. But until then, we're literally repelling the things that we actually do want because we're told it's wrong. So we're told all of us should just give our money to the poor. Meanwhile, we just saw by example of the lottery money, that's, that's really not going to do anything. It's, it's not. The other thing that kind of goes along with that um, is the concept that money is limited. The concept that, you know, like we're not dealing with, um, we're not dealing with gold here. We're not going to drop off a bunch of gold in the community and then they will have it physically. We're talking about energy. We're talking about numbers in a bank account that don't even exist, right? It's not like PNC Bank, you know, down the road from my house has all of the money there physically. Like that's not real money. Like it's not even real what we're talking about. Okay, so seriously though, I do want you doing money affirmations, but couple with that, or maybe even prior to that, start doing the release work around money. Journal on what you were taught about money at a super young age. What are the first memories you have around money? What were you taught? Does that somehow line up with your current situation? Those feelings of anxiety, if you get them like I did around spending money, and I still do, I'm totally still battling this money mindset. I work on this constantly. What really is behind those, that anxiety though? Journal that out, get it out of you. And you can start to identify it. Seeing it on paper in front of you, you'll start to question it. 
and then you can release it. And from there, it's really about healing your relationship with money. This is so important. People who think it isn't, who think what I'm teaching you is greedy, are buying into the belief, a belief that didn't originate with them, right? They're just buying into the belief that's already in their subconscious. But why allow yourself to maintain a shitty relationship with money? Guess what one of the top three causes of divorce is? Yes, money. <laughs> people feel stressed, they fight, they argue, they'll do all types of bullshit around money. Money causes people, families to break up. People, there's an inheritance that people fight over and like never end up talking to their family again. It's complete bullshit. Creating a positive relationship with money and allowing it to represent something positive in your life allows you to free yourself from that. I promise I'm not turning you into a money-hungry, greedy asshole. If anything, the idea here is that you're gonna think about money less because no one thinks about money as much as someone who deep down believes it is limited, who deep down believes it is the root of all evil. It isn't limited at all, okay? There's no physical money. We're not even really talking about this. So how could it be limited, right? If it's not even a physical thing, how could it be limited? So you earning more money does not mean someone else earns less money. That is not true. That's not true at all. Not in the age of technology. When you're spending money on shopping, on dining, on travel, whatever you're spending your money on, really, it's just being circulated back into the economy. That's all. And that's good. Think about if everyone right now turned on a terrible lack mindset and stopped spending money and just hoarded it all. You know, maybe we were, were told another next Great Depression is coming and everyone stops going out to eat and everyone stops shopping and traveling. And everyone's just hoarding it in its pretend form in their bank account, those numbers. Economic disaster, right? Businesses would shut down. People would lose their jobs. So find the parts of you where your relationship with money is damaged. Find out where you secretly are afraid of being judged or hated if you obtain wealth. Find the parts of you that are terrified to spend, terrified to invest because of a lack mentality. We've got to release those. I want you to think about gratitude for money. I know this is hard. I know that many of you might not be in a great financial situation. But the first step is becoming grateful for what you do have. That's how we heal the relationship. Gratitude comes when we can appreciate what we have without always wishing there was more. So yes, you're going to continue working on your career, building wealth, investing. But you've got to have like, I know, trust, and believe that the best is yet to come. Knowing more is to come, knowing there's always more than enough to go around, but we've got to release the energy of like yearning. Yearning is like a desperation and that is so low vibe. So when you're in that state, you're just attracting more lack and more desperation. You've got to get to a point where you just have a belief, a belief that the best is yet to come. And it starts with appreciating what we have. And I'll give you an example, because if you, if you're not able to do this and gain that appreciation, it really won't matter how much money you make. So for me, I already mentioned I made right around 40 grand out of college. And obviously, well, not obviously, but year after year, I got into a different field. I got promotions. And what did I do every time? Over, like gradually, 
I increased my living costs, right? I bought a house, I bought my Jeep, I just upgraded my lifestyle. That's what most people do when they start to earn more money. Fabulous. Except I never felt like I had enough. Never. It never changed for me. Like my mindset really didn't change much until I learned about money mindset and started to build that appreciation and all of this. There's just always was a deep down lack because that's what my subconscious mind was programmed for. So it really didn't matter how much money I made. It didn't matter because it's not even about that. It's about the lack. It's about the feeling of there's not fucking enough. It's just so much deeper than people realize. And that's why we've got to do this work. And if I had remained in my lack mindset, you know, I probably would have kept making more money as I climbed the ladder. For one, because I work hard. And for two, because I was believing I could have more. I believed that. I believed the next step was available to me. So I found the next step. But one other thing to mention here, spending money like that, getting into your next level self lifestyle, you know, doing the next thing that the person would do who has more money, um, that does, that does help because you're telling your subconscious, yep, we're at a new minimum. But what I lacked was happiness. It doesn't matter how much money you make if you're not happy. And like they always say like money doesn't buy happiness. And there's a lot of truth to that. There's also a situation where having more wealth in the sense of being able to be more comfortable, being able to have more travel and freedom and free time, that's the ticket, right? Not the material things. But money itself cannot buy you happiness. Happiness comes from the appreciation. And when I, what I was lacking before was like self-worth. I lacked feeling like I was enough, like my income was enough, and I just had a deep feeling of, Okay, I had, I'm gonna, I could lose it all, or I just had this, this total lack mindset. So there's no point in making any more money until you can heal your relationship with money, seriously. Like, I can't even stress to you the stress that I had around money. Um, my husband was more the one who was like, yeah, let's get a new car, let's buy a house. Like, he was more into like upgrading our lifestyle. For me, that was a big struggle. So I worked really hard to create an abundance mindset. And one of the biggest parts and the best parts is gratitude. So when bills come in the mail, instead of being stressed, like my initial reaction would be negative, right? But I would catch myself and I would flip it. I would flip it into, oh, Comcast bill, internet and cable TV bill. Thank God that I have this. Thank God that I have this. I want it. That's why I'm paying for it. Thank God I have it. And same with, you know, car, car insurance, all of those things. Flipping it into positivity. Because money is just energy. That's all that it is. And we've got to learn that and embrace that. So start to live, for one thing, obviously with the gratitude. Start to be grateful for what you do have. Every penny of it. And then start to live the life you would have at your next big step. And I do not mean go buy a Mercedes and put yourself in debt. I do not mean that. What I mean is, in little ways, how can you start to live at that next level? Would your next level self have shitty old sweatpants with holes in them? Or would she have cute, you know, chic sweatpants with, um, or leggings with like matching hoodies? Little upgrades, maybe super cute pajamas instead of lounging in the house in like ugly sweatpants, right? Little upgrades to get your subconscious used to you living a little bit more of an upgraded lifestyle. You're telling your subconscious 
that you have a trust and a belief in yourself to earn. Same thing with investing, right? When we invest in ourselves, we're telling our subconscious, yes, I believe in myself and that's when the doors will open. You will see the opportunities. And becoming that next level version of you before you're there just slightly and you can do this with affirmations you can do this with journaling with visualizing that success visualizing yourself having more more comfort around money more freedom that is how you're going to call in the cash money raise your standards raise your upper limit start to believe in a higher upper limit trust yourself be grateful every single day for what you do have you don't have a phone bill you have a cell phone that you probably love and probably couldn't imagine living without. So be grateful for it. Flip your thoughts into thoughts of abundance. Okay, I hope you love this episode. If you did, go ahead and share it. Go ahead and give me a five-star rating so others can find this podcast. Hit subscribe and I cannot wait to see you next week. And I love you so much, so much.